Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth, host of Tide to BS. Being a part of Belly Up brings along some cool stuff and partners to join our crazy journey, that's for sure. Like Manscaped, for instance. Finally, a way to delicately clean and trim your fermundas without cutting them. Because that'll hurt like hell. Use the promo code BellyUpFantasy at Manscaped.com for 20% off your next order. That's BellyUpFantasy in all caps at Manscaped.com. It's time to BS. Hi, Jack. Hi. <laughs> so... What one of the one of the best parts of doing this show is the behind the scenes crap that no one gets to see. So, we did a good six minutes of recording already. When lovely Miss Princess Dipfuck, <laughs> being donut, thanks donut, decides, hey, I'm gonna be an asshole, and I'm gonna. You know, stop the entire recording while Jack was on a groove. And by the way, Jack's voice becomes a fucking robot. Yeah. So what happened was I don't I don't even know like what I did or what like if I backed up into something or what. But my uh, Blue Yeti just got unplugged from my uh, USB. Yeah, you may have fucked with. You might have fucked with, like, the cables or some shit. That might have yeah, been your I just, issue. I, just back, I don't know if I, like, backed up too much or, like, what happened, but the, it just it just came unplugged out of nowhere, and I completely lost my audio. Welcome um, back, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of Time to BS with Stanius Wood in over a month. Oh, boy. It, it's, it's been quite some... It's been... It's been a while, so... It's been a day. Well, there's been a lot going on. It's been a lot going on, so I've been busy as hell for the last month, you know, five weeks. Let's call it that. And I haven't been able to record a lot, a lot, as I've wanted to. Regardless, here we are. And sure enough, 
in perfect comedic timing, Donut decides to get her furry little paws all over the roadcaster because she wants attention. Cats. Cats will do that, ladies Cats and gentlemen. don't give a shit. That's the thing. She does do not. not. She straight up does not give a crap. Like, just cats in general, they don't care. They they don't care. They you, will interrupt whatever it is you're doing. You know what's the funny part about this whole thing? She will not interrupt us from finding the computer room. <laughs> Again, not a lot of people will get that joke. Not a lot of people will get that joke. If you have played early 2000s gaming from the year 2001 to, let's say, 2007, you will get that joke. <laughs> but if you are a Fortnite player who has never heard of that, who has never heard of the game Shadow of the Hedgehog, you will not get that joke. Yeah, you just... Uncultured swines. Yeah, uncultured swines. We'll go with that. What a weird game Shadow of the Hedgehog was. Not a bad game. Not a weird... No, not, not a, weird, certainly bad. not a bad game. It was unique. Yeah, it was unique. We'll give it that. Do you remember Sonic 06? How well is your oh memory of that God. game? Yep, okay. there you go. So, here, here's the deal. I say, oh my God, because just about everything about Sonic 06 was bad. There were positives, though, because... The music? Our previous attempts. Yes, the music, but also, like, I had a I had a friend who I played Shadow the Hedgehog multiplayer with all the time. And uh, we just had so much fun exploiting the glitches in Sonic 06 and just messing around with them however we felt like it. So it wasn't all bad, but I have taste. Yeah. I know, I know, I know what a good game is in this yeah. franchise. Yeah. For the most part. Or at least I'd like to think I know what a good game is in this franchise, and it is certainly not Shadow of the Hedgehog, or Sonic 06. We are in probably in Jack's wheelhouse. Sonic the Hedgehog franchise is his fucking wheelhouse. Absolutely in my wheelhouse right now. So We can do a whole show about this. Here we go. You'll love this then. So there are some genius fans out there, and you know who you are if you listen to this. God, for, for God's sakes, you probably don't, but... There is a certain game developer who's also a diehard Sonic fan. Jack, I don't know if you know this information. A fan by the name of Chaos X remade the entire game of Sonic 06. I think it was called Sonic P06 or something like that. Project 06, you are correct. So, the game is almost near completion. All that needs to be added are the boss fights and the last story. And then this game, dear God, if my computer could handle it, I would play that fucking game. Absolutely. It might have completely turned that whole game around. Like, it solved a lot of the problems that the original release had. Not only did it solve the problems of the entire game, released in 2006, you're talking about potentially... One of the best Sonic games ever fucking made. Like, that's yeah. the potential of that game. That just shows you, like, how much passion the fans have for the franchise, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it really does, because, like, the fact that, they like, any fan... There are some... There are a ton of fan-made games that have, like, um... That have, like, a lot more ambition and a lot more, like... 
of this. I'm not, I'm not sure what the right word is here, but like they just they they feel like they are able to make what Sega and Sonic Team can't or choose not to, and it's just like if the actual developers would open their eyes, they would understand. Like they're like knowing what the fans want is huge, and like there's been a lot of fan service in a bunch of different ways when it comes to this franchise, but I think that. Uh, it just goes to show like Sonic fans don't sit around and like hope and wait. Like they go crazy with fan games. And I think that's actually a credit to Sega because they don't care. No, they don't. They don't, they have like, there are huge fan game projects out there for this franchise that Sega has actively like said, we don't want to shut them down because we don't want to piss off the fans. Not only that, they basically say, hey, as long as you're not making a profit off of these, we don't care. Exactly. That is literally exactly what they said. As That's basically their policy. Off of our stuff, then you're fine. Yeah, and that, they're chill with it, which is so cool. It is. I've actually made one. No shit. Another time. Yeah, I have. No shit. Yeah. It was hard as hell. It's part, it's part of my game dev class. Oh, I'm sure it was difficult. I'm sure it was. You know what game needs a, a third game? Did I doubt it's going to happen? Sonic Adventure or Sonic Riders? Then again, we uh, kind of did get Sonic... fourth for Sonic Riders. There are three Sonic Riders games. Oh, there's a third one? Yeah. Oh, Sonic Free Riders is right. We don't talk about that. That game was so bad. Such a weird one, yeah. It was just... The Kinect itself was just a shit... Shitacular. It really was. I will make a controversial take. Make your controversial take, and then we got we got a yeah we got sports to talk to. We have plenty of sports ball to talk about. Uh, Sonic Adventure Two is the last great Sonic game, and I will die on this hill. Mm, I will I die on this hill. It's giving it a run for its money. Honestly, I really do. Wait, what? Frontiers. It's giving it a run for its money. Really? Really? It, like it's that good? It's that good? No it's shit. It legit might be the best 3D Sonic game since the original Adventure. Since Adventure 2? I... You haven't played Adventure 2 enough, have you? This franchise, if you guys don't know, there's been ups and downs, and, like, the downs are, like, way down there. The downs are, like, we're talking about, like, two of the worst games ever made. Like, potentially, not even just worst Sonic games ever, like, potential worst games ever. Oh, yeah. And... But, like, the highs for this franchise are insane. Oh, yeah. If you don't have Sonic Frontiers, I I strongly recommend. I do not have it. Should I get it? You should. For Switch or for Xbox? Uh, Preferably Xbox. I think your Xbox can handle it better, but I don't think... I do have the Series X. I I have a Switch and the Series X. Get it on the Series X. All right, fine. I'll do it on the Series X, for God's sakes. (laughs) Take me a little bit, but I'll fucking get it. Anyway, Spots. Stream Spots. Sports ball. Sports ball. Sports ball with Jack. Whatever. Uh, Jack, how are you, how is your anger level feeling, my friend? Not only did uh, not only one of your most hated rivals in hockey win the Stanley Cup last night, but uh, a few days prior, uh, your conference rival, the Denver Nuggets, went, won the NBA championship while at the same point sweeping the Lakers in the conference finals. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I'm not too pleased about either of those. Uh, no shit. I, I, I was pretty mad about that. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure if I'm too much angrier at the Nuggets right now. 
but if that's the case, it's just because I'm more angry at the Golden Knights. Um, I am disgusted by all of this. That's an, that's like a huge understatement. I don't want to go too crazy because I've honestly run out of objective. I, I, I can't talk. <laughs> that's how that's how angry I am. I've lost all sense of English. So let's be clear for those of you who do not know. Uh, or have lived under a rock for the last six years. The Vegas Golden Knights were spoon-fed a championship contender every year for six years, with the exception of one year where they missed the playoffs entirely. You know, this this is a franchise that doesn't know the dictionary definition of adversity because they've never had any real adversity. They've had one year where they blew it and they didn't make the playoffs, but none of their fans gave a shit because they had Jack Eichel. I mean, let's be clear here, Jack. Let's be clear. They did blow a 3-1 series lead one year to San Jose one in the year. first round. The one year, and it didn't even matter. And it was hysterical. It was. I laughed. It was great. Spouts. It, this is all bad enough before, like without the, the the added sting that this team swept us in the in 2018. Like this is like if that never happens, I'm still furious at all this stuff. It's just like the precedent that this sets for now and for the future is like an expansion team is getting spoon fed all this success, and like that's kind of the bar now. It shouldn't be like what the Kraken did. I feel like should be the Kraken made the playoffs year two. I think honestly that's a little generous for them too. But you know they had a year eh. they had to like feel things out. Yeah, they, had, they, the they let's be clear here. They finished with like the third or fourth worst record in the league the first year. They did. Let's be clear that's with the that. Thing. They had their adversity. I mean, it yeah. was only for one year, but like they they really like had found themselves in a struggling situation. They sort of had like to get their whole team together to get all their ducks in a row. They just never had like you know they they didn't do it right away out of the gate. They weren't spoon fed success. No, you're right. You're right. What's funny too is that the Golden Knights were the only team that didn't have to lose a player in that expansion draft. Really? I think it's because they were so new, but I think I feel like the league should have gotten rid of that after, like, they had only been around for, like, what? Two years. Three, two, th- two, three years. Something like that, and they had already made the conference final twice, the Stanley Cup final once. They should not have been exempt. Three times. And they still lost, like, so much of their original roster. I don't think they should have been exempt. Conference finals three times, by the way. It is, like, it is absolutely unheard of and just wrong that an expansion team can come into the league and just do all of this their first year. Their f- or like not even their I say their first year, but like just the first decade of existence. Right from the get go, it's success after success after success, and the commissioner is just like pumping more into it every day. Well, I'm, to- I'm pretty sure I mentioned like I don't I. Don't, I Mentioned this on the yeah the first uh, time we recorded this, <laughs> um, but like you know, notice how like Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, is always getting booed, even when like teams are being handed the Stanley Cup. Fans are still booed. the Kings won the Stanley Cup twice on home ice. They still booed the shit out of Bettman. Golden Knights fans did not boo him. I had people saying like, "Oh, they didn't boo him." We're, I'm like disappointed they didn't get a chance to boo. They don't need to boo him. They don't have a reason to boo him. He's never given them a reason to hate them. 
It's yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, how does a team just come into the league and instantly get all the success handed to them on a silver platter? I mean, shows so much favoritism. And it's like the precedent that this sets for the future is just wrong. Like if it like now there are some casuals out there that are going to view the sport and think, oh, this expansion team didn't immediately win the Stanley Cup or like make a deep playoff run. They're not good. Not like the Golden Knights. Like that's just it's so ridiculous. This never should have happened. This absolutely never should have happened, at least not in the first decade. No, definitely not in the first decade of existence. I mean, it was it was going to happen eventually. Let's be clear At with some that. Point or another, they were going. They were probably going to win the Stanley Cup. But I feel like they just like the fact is they have not never experienced any real adversity, and that just makes this feel so like illegitimate. What is what is worse, the Blackhawks getting Connor Bedard with the first pick, or this? Um, that's a good question. Because the Blackhawks have also um, the Blackhawks are not exempt from like their own their own dipshittery either. They're just yeah, like, they're just that's, not. That's kind of what I was gonna say. Like the Blackhawks themselves have been like on public record as doing some not so great things. So it's it's tough to say like too much is worse than that. But this is like this is pretty bad. Like it's not it's not bad in the sense that like someone in the Vegas organization did something terrible. Like, covered murder or some shit. Yeah, like, or at least nothing that we know of. I mean, who knows, but, like... Not humble. Like, God forbid. Like, I hate... Oh, God forbid, yeah. I hate to bring that into the equation. We don't want to jinx anything. We're just two dipshits behind microphones to record a podcast for a living. We're good. Exactly. We're not not trying to, like, say, like, oh, like, this, this guy is, like, doing that or whatever. Like, we're not trying to touch that. Like, I think it's still, like... It's pretty bad. It's pretty freaking bad. And, yeah, like, I'm just not, like, I genuinely view this as potentially the worst Stanley Cup win ever. Wow. I think it's that bad. Really? Yeah. I'm going there. Christ. That's 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 a bold take from our friend Jack. I, I think it might be a bold take, but I just I. I, I Are you sure? Because I mean, the, it's only been a trophy handed out for over a hundred years, so I'm I'm probably not going to say I'm a hundred percent sure. The, the, I mean, the Blackhawks. I mean, the Blackhawks have won three titles while covering up the scandal that they covered up in the that's process. True. This is very true. Let's be clear. I think the Blackhawks got you beat here. Okay. Well, this is up there, though. Still. Yeah. Oh, it's up there. I just don't think it's the worst ever. Yeah. You you do bring up a good point. I'm not. I won't argue that. It, it, what Blackhawks did was pretty shitty. Can we talk some more um, hockey? Yeah. What 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 else could we possibly talk about in the world of this sport? Because the Senators got sold. They did. You're right. They got sold for a billion dollars. <laughs> I don't know if they're a billion dollars. No, $950 million. Go check. Actually, hold on. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up for you. Uh, Michael, Michael Andular, 
purchasing the Ottawa Senators for $950 million. Uh, the Senators' bidding was started after the death of Eugene Melnick. Go fuck yourself. Uh, involved Ryan Reynolds until recently. But the Canadian billionaire who takes over one of, the, one of Canada's most storied NHL franchises... Uh, Andalar has hockey background, having served as a majority owner of the AHL's Hamilton Bulldogs until he sold the franchise to Canadians in 2015. Uh, Andalar has estimated to have a net worth of near $1.1 billion and will try to establish further... will will attempt to further stabilize the Senators franchise that has some rocky years in the 2010s. No shit. By the way, Eugene Meldick... Eugene Melnick probably is like, like, yes. Take my franchise off my back, you piece of shit. But Eugene Melnick, I mean, listen, I understand that Eugene Melnick has his fans in Eastern Canada. I do. I'm not holding that against them. But the fact that that man basically, like, until his death said, yeah, I don't want to build a great team in Ottawa. With the exception of one time, they went to the Cup Final in 2003. 2003? 2007, excuse me. I think it was 2007. 2007 because it was Anaheim. Yeah. With the exception of maybe two or three times, they've been to the Conference Finals. One of them went to the final. They had that uh, conference final appearance against Pittsburgh recently. And great series, that, by the way. A great series, but losing that series literally broke that franchise. They've never, oh, yeah. They've never recovered. Without that, they don't trade Eric Carlson. Without that, they don't they don't trade Peugeot. Without that, they don't trade Bobby Ryan. Without that, they don't trade the players that they traded away for nothing. Man, I don't know about round up or nothing, but let's be clear. Eugene Melnick has done virtually nothing for that franchise since Agreed. he purchased that team. Agree. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I'm not the biggest like and Canadian NHL hockey fan. I'm not. I do have like a ton of respect for the Canucks fan base, for the Canadians fan base. Toronto to a certain point. Go fuck yourself, Lee fans. I respect their fa- like um, their fans for their loyalty, and that's probably about it. But the ownership. If you want to look no further of how NHL ownership in Canada does not give a shit about the fans, look no further than a certain date in NHL lore. You know, th- you know the date I'm talking about. Do I? Yep. Do you know the date of which I'm talking about? I'm not. Can you remind me what the incident is? It is the. It'll be 45. It'll be 35 years to the day on August 9th. August 9th, 1988. The Wayne Gretzky ah, trade. Yes, the Wayne Gre- yes, the Wayne Gretzky trade. If you want to look no if you want to look at how much NHL owners in Canada do not give a shit, look no further than that trade. There are Edmonton Oilers fans to this day that are still pissed off about that trade. Oh yeah. 
they are still like furious over that. Like, Jack, I'm you can't sure. even say shit because you're a Kings fan. Who who got Gretzky in this deal? Yeah, for potato chips. There wasn't potato chips. You look back at that trade. You're like, you basically got Wayne Gretzky for a bag of potato chips. Let me look at the Wayne Gretzky trade. Oh, it's glorious. I know it was basically nothing. This, uh... I need to find it really quick. Yep. Yep. Um... Oh my god! Yeah, no, it, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, it's a bag of potato chips, Jack. It's a, bag of, it's a half-eaten bag of potato chips. It's like a push-up bra level of potato chips. It's uh, so the Kings traded Jimmy Carson, Martin <clears throat> Golinas. I don't know how to pronounce that. French. French. I butcher that. I totally butcher that. Pop, probably uh, French. Fifteen million dollars in cash and the Kings' first-round draft picks in eighty-nine, ninety-one, and ninety-three. In exchange for Wayne Gretzky, Marty McSorley, and Mike Krusholinski. That's it? That was the trade. That's the trade. That's the trade. Which brings, which, which continues my point. Look at the fucking Canucks. 2011, to be more specific. The, that Canucks team, oh my god, Jack, that, that Canucks team was so good. It was. Such a good team. President's Trophy winner. Multiple records. Should have won the cup. If not for their own incompetence, they would have won the cup that year. Right? Probably should have won the cup. We're talking 2011, right? 2011 cup final against Boston, yes. Yeah, they, no, they should have won the Stanley Cup. They should have won the cup that year. Toronto, do not get me started on the Maple Leafs. I don't think I, you mentioned the Maple Leafs. I think people already know. They fired their general manager. Granted, terrible situation he was handed to, but they fired their general manager. They fired Kyle Dubas. Let's be clear with that. They fired him. They fired his ass. Fire his ass out of a cannon. I think it's not just him leaving, though. I think it, what was it? Was it Jason Spezza or somebody else? That Jason left, Spezza like, left. Yes, that's like that. That I think is an even bigger deal because of how committed he was to the franchise. But as soon as Dubas got let go, he he completely changed his tune, and that kind of showed you what side he was on. So, like the the feeling the feeling among people is that there was some shit that went down mm-hmm. in the Leafs organization, the Quebec Nordiques. Here's, there's another example for you old-school hockey fans. The Quebec Nordiques were moved to Colorado because their ownership does not give a flying titty fuck. At all. If, if you're a Colorado Avalanche fan, you're supporting the franchise that was once the uh, Quebec Nordiques. Yes. Who By the way... The three are probably dead because Bettman said he's not going to bring them back with the Coyotes stuff going on. Oh, the Coyotes stuff is interesting as hell. That's, that's yeah. an art thing we got to get to. We definitely need to bring that up. Oh, we got to get to that later. Um, I'll, write, I'll write that down so I don't forget. Um, but yeah, the Coyotes... Uh, the, 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 excuse me, the Nordiques. Did, uh, that's a... That's one thing that just confuses me because if 
you're Gary Bettman, and you're the Arizona Coyotes, who have done French fry, figure leaking, cookie crisp ass bullshit, nothing in your entire franchise's history. Nothing. They are one run to the conference final. I guess yours truly. Exactly. 2012. It's like the deepest they've gone in the playoffs. They haven't done anything ever outside of that. They are the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NHL. That's not even a great example because even the Jaguars have done more. No, the Jaguars also made it. They made the AFC Championship in 2017. Also in 1999. So they made it twice. Three times. Three times. No, 96. 96, 99, 2017. Yes, you were correct. Three times. That 99 team should have won the Super Bowl. Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know there's a Rams. I believe they won a playoff game last year, by the way, but that's uh, me going on a tangent. That's that's just the Chargers being stupid. Yes, but we'll have more time to discuss later. More football. There's plenty of football talk here. We have a lot to get to. But where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, Eugene Meldick, piece of shit. Just, just ended on that. Sure. The Coyotes also. Good God. The Coyotes are in probably the biggest shit they've ever been in because for those who live under a rock, their arena Tempe deal was rejected. So... Which makes no sense. In the city? Or they want to keep playing in the state, I should say. They're in the state. Um, But it's just not like... No one knows. Let's be clear with this here. Arizona fans show up. They do. With the Arizona fans are dedicated. Like that's a, that's a that's a they have as of late at least. Well, the, the, not even the Coyotes fan base, but the Cardinals, the Diamondbacks. Mm. I don't know about the Cardinals, but like I don't know about the Diamondbacks either. I, the, the the Diamondbacks probably, but the Cardinals more more. I need, I need to I need to give myself a moment to like get out of my bias because every time I watch the Dodgers play the Diamondbacks, Dodger fans always like we our fan base travels really well. So well, that's the that's the Dodgers. That's the Dodgers, but like they're the Dallas know, Cowboys of the of, they're the Dallas Cowboys of baseball. Let's be clear with that. Am I, is that on the right ballpark? Who is the the Dodgers or the Dallas Cowboys of baseball? Where their fans just show up under rocks everywhere. You know what? I won't argue. See? As someone who lives in the city, I won't argue. See? (laughs) But yeah, the Coyotes... uh, The Coyotes are in a very similar situation the Islanders were in not that long ago. Where... Jack, do you remember the Islanders were being threatened to move to Hartford? I do. Back in the 90s? I hear that's actually in play for the Coyotes. Hartford? Yes. Oh, dear Jesus. First of all, Jack, you are not familiar with the East Coast. I'm not. So I will tell you how much. I will let you in on a little secret. Hartford, along with Bridgeport, Connecticut, are dumps. Like, if you think Oakland is a dump, Hartford is a dump. It is a harbor town dump. 
Yeah, it sounds bad. It is just, I want you to Google for me images of Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. It's just one big super, it's just I-95 and that's it. That's it. Prove me wrong. Someone from Connecticut, prove me wrong. Connecticut has like three good cities and that's it. Mystic being one of them. And that's just, that's a town. A beautiful town nonetheless. I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting a lot of like these super glorified images of like you know downtown or like the city like skyline view or something. Oh, it's terrible. It's really not that great. I'm sure it's not that great. I mean, Stanford's pretty. Stanford's nice. I'll give you that. I I like Stanford. And Greenwich, Connecticut, is just rich asshole 101. No, it is. You, it's Malibu. It's literally Malibu, California, in a nutshell. Except it's in the Northeast. That is Greenwich, Connecticut. Okay. There's like three good places in Connecticut, and that's it. With the, I mean, New Haven. That New Haven's also one of them because they have really good pizza. But yeah, I mean, why we, would you move them to Hartford? I think they're trying to get Whalers fans back. They're in Carolina. They are. Like that's the thing. They've never really like. They never left. They never really lost that like fan base. Like the the way I, I remember, they recently like did what they had. They had the Whalers like reverse retro jerseys. Those are beautiful, and like the fans embrace them. Yeah. Here's one for you that I think you would fucking enjoy. Okay. Um. And I, where the fuck did I say we're gonna go? Um. It was definitely somewhere. Um, but I I brought up this point of like, hey, you should consider. Um, I think they're absolutely going to go Houston. Yeah, Houston seems the most likely. Houston's Houston's going to get a hockey team, and here's why: Toyota Center's right there. That's an NHL arena, right there, right fucking there. It is, and you have a dedicated fan base in Houston. You really fucking do. And if you were to realign the divisions and just say, I don't know, move, switch Detroit into the Atlantic? or That's the only thing that I think is, like, giving me pause on the whole Houston thing is, like... Division realignment. Division realignment and, like, because the NHL right now has achieved perfect balance with their divisions. It took them a while to do that because when they first had that, when the Jets first relocated, that was in... Like uh, 2012, from Atlanta, yeah, from Atlanta. The Thrashers, the league had like just this huge imbalance of like teams and where they should be like it placed in their divisions because they had they like didn't realign for their first year. So their fir- their first year in Winnipeg, they were playing out of the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. um, and so like they had to realign to move them to the West to move them to the Central, and so for the last several years there was imbalance because like before the golden Knights were a thing, there were 16 teams in the East, 14 in the West. The West had two divisions of seven teams. The East had two divisions of eight teams. So the West and the, like the West, they got two teams on the, in the Pacific division and they lost the coyotes. They moved to the central. Yep. If they go to Houston, they'll stay in the central, but then I don't like, 
that's just assuming there's not an expansion team involved in all this. There is no, there's no expansion team involved in this. But what I was gonna say was, I mean, you could you fucking really realign the divisions. Then, if there's not, if there's not uh, an expansion suggestion going on, I have suggestion. Okay, move Detroit into the central with Chicago. Bring back that rivalry, please. For old times' sake. Yeah, the NHL is like they're they're still trying to figure out the whole rivalry thing. I know well, it's like, I, what, like, rivalries everywhere are being affected by the crappy way like these uh, these like scheduling and like the alignments are set up. Like the Kings and the Ducks only ended up playing each other three times this past season. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say like if you move Detroit into the in back into the West, which is where they belong, um. You put Columbus in the Atlantic, and that leaves one open team, which brings Quebec back into the situation here. But the NHL doesn't want to go back to Quebec. Fuck you. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't. I, I that's a perfect. That's like right there. Why would you not bring the Nordiques back? That's right fucking there. That's literally a dedicated fan base right fucking there. I'm pretty sure they've talked about too. Like they don't. They're not interested. And it's like why? Why? Why not? It's so stupid. It confuses the living crapples out of me. Pretty much. It's just like why. Can we talk about the Mets being pathetic, please? Uh, sure. $370 plus million dollar payroll. That's like... Large. That's the highest payroll in the history of sports. And what are they? Like, last or near last? They are four games under 500. Oh, my Lord. That's... Hilarious to me. You think that Shohei and Trout being on the Angels, who are nowhere near a playoff team, is bad? The Marlins are in second place in the NL East. Why are we living in a timeline where the Marlins are good? Here, here's a great question here. And Jack, you, you and I are fans of teams in baseball who have incredibly stupid, astronomically massive payrolls. The Dodgers being you, the Yankees being me. So are we going to are we gonna enter into a salary cap discussion? Yes. Because I don't really have an answer. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty casual when it comes to, like, a lot of baseball stuff. It's, like, it's not even the fact. Actually, I don't think it's more of a salary cap. I think it's, you can attest to this also as a Rams fan. I mean... With the exception of the Rams, the fact that they have a championship under their belt. Money doesn't buy championships. I mean, some of the Dodgers, but yeah, I know you're right. It just does not. It doesn't. And um, Met fans, I will rant here. Met fans, you need to pump your you need to pump your brakes, hold your titties, silence your traps, and shut the hell up. This is what you wanted, and this is what you get. You wanted top-tier ownership. You wanted to spend money. And I will say, maybe the Wilpons were onto something by saying, hey, we don't like to spend money because money does not buy championships. See, you need you need owners that can find the balance between that because... You know, obviously, money does not immediately buy championships. Like you, you can be 
you you can have all the superstar talent in the world and it, like that's you're not you're never going to be guaranteed to win all your games but if you're not spending money at all then unless your farm system is unbelievably insane you're, it's not like you're going to win games here's a great example of money doesn't buy championships look at dave caldwell's tender with the jacksonville jaguars how much money did he spend as general manager of the Jaguars, it has to be close to a billion dollars. I don't know if I can get you an exact answer to that. It has to be like half a billion dollars. I would guess because I could name you the contracts probably off the top of my head. To Sean Gibson, AJ Boye, Malik Jackson, Marcel Darius, Calais Campbell, um, who the fuck else? Andrew Norwell. It keeps going. <sighs> Blake Bortles. Oh, God, the Blake Bortles contract. Oh, my God. Nick Foles. Like, just, it, it gets, it gets so bad. It gets so bad. But I'm just going to Google this. Dave Caldwell's. Jaguars, free agent moves. Just going to Google this real quick. But no, you're right. Like, the point is money doesn't buy championships. Yeah, just look at that. saw all that spending this team did, and what what success do they have to show for it? They have an AFC championship game. I don't even know if it was under this guy, but like... They have an... Yes, it was. 2017. uh, AFC championship game under his belt in 2017. Yes, he was there. Only the Tom Brady in an AFC championship game. By the way, they should have fucking won that game. Oh, I would have loved that Super Bowl. Oh, so much chaos. Game. That would have actually been so chaotic. I would have loved it. So much chaos. Jeremy Parnell. There's another one. There's a fucking... There's a there's a great one right there. I mean, just, just look at that shit. Yeah, the Jaguars spent around a billion dollars under David Colbell's tender. God. Just under a billion dollars. They fired him in 2020. And... Oh, Jesus Christ, it gets even better than that. How so? Do tell. Oh, man. Justin Blackman. That wasn't even a free agent sign. It was just a terrible pick. But yeah, just money doesn't buy championships in general. It just really doesn't. You know, the Rams could have done all that spending they did in 2021, and they could have done worse. They could have done a lot worse. They could have done so much worse. I think it's. I think this is why I'm like kind of satisfied with this season because yeah, they probably maybe I would say they should have won like one more game than they did, but like they had some adversity. They didn't, they didn't just, like, walk their way into a championship buying their roster up. Like, they, they had struggles. They had injuries. That's, like... And, that, like, we had... we They signed Odell Beckham Jr. midseason. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I know. This is just a super team. He's just ring-chasing, yada, yada. He's just here to be here and, like, maybe contribute a little bit. Two, one day later, not even two days, one day later, Robert Woods gets hurt, and suddenly it goes from luxury to necessity. Now you actually need a wide receiver to fill in, in his place. 
Yeah. And he has to learn the playbook. He has to learn pieces of like how the Rams mm-hmm. operate. They're not ready yet. They get their shit kicked in by San Francisco. And then they have Green Bay. Odell gets a touchdown, but they're still figuring some things out. They're still, I think that San Francisco game was Von Miller's first game in the lineup. Um, so they're just, they, they, you know, they had some, they needed a get right game, which they got against ironically, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, once they had that get right game, they never really slowed down. They had one loss since then. They like after, after losing to the Packers in week, I think 12, it was, or something like that. Yeah. They, the only game they lost was that blown lead against San Francisco in week 18. Yep. They won every other game the rest of the season and then went the whole way and won the Super Bowl. And like they had to go through some adversity to do it in some of those games too. They had they were like trailing late against Baltimore. They had to win that. They won that game by one point. Um, there was the they had to hold off the Tom Brady comeback. Here's another one for you: of money doesn't buy championships. The Le'Veon Bell free agency year with the New York Jets. That was a fun year. That was hysterical to me. That was just hilarious. Because I was at that draft party when when Le'Veon Bell first got to the Jets. I was at that draft party in Manhattan. I was there. I was in fucking New York City. I believe you. And part of me was like, okay, maybe they do something good. C.J. Mosley, yeah, I can see working out. Ironically, he did. He has worked out. So far. But Le'Veon Bell just confused the crap out of me. Yeah, it was a great move, but at the same point, it was just like, look at the look at the Yankees. Look at the Yankees. Perfect example. They do, they they have one title. Their twenty seventh title since two thousand four. Mm-hmm. That's it. How much money have they spent? In the last 20 years. Billions. Billions of dollars. Hell. Look at the Dodgers since 1988. Oh, God. Perfect example uh, of that. The Dodgers have... Oh, my God. Did this just now happen? What happened? We're, shit, we're out here shitting on the Mets, and the Mets just allowed a runner to steal home against the Yankees. <laughs> Literally just now. Oh, that's perfect as hell. Oh, that's so great. We're in the middle of trashing this team. And they go and they and they go and they allow a straight steal of home. I oh, that's funny as hell. I have to watch this highlight. That's great. That's so great. Here's a great question for you that I think you would fucking enjoy. It was on a wild pitch. Oh, it's so great. Uh, Where does Zion Williamson go? I will tell you this much. Do not trade him to Los Angeles. Oh, Oh, boy. That might actually be a need. Because we don't know what the hell is going to happen with LeBron. Now, now LeBron is starting to, to float the retirement question. Here's and a great Zion Williamson, though. He's got a dog in him. 
he does. He absolutely does. The only the only thing that concerns me is the injury history. <laughs> Just I, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that draft class." First of all, you get Jean Morant being a fucking idiot. R.J. Barrett can't shoot to save his life. Well, he can. Just no all the time. Darius Garland. I don't know. Hmm. Cam Reddish has been bleh. Where is he now? Where Cam Reddish? Is Cam Reddish on the Bulls or is he in the or is he in New York? Cam Reddish is the Portland Trailblazers. No shit. So let me get this straight here. Zion Williamson, who is the most overhyped, overconsumed, oversaturated prospect since LeBron James, is potentially going to get traded for New Orleans. Why? You may ask? Why? Because he got three women pregnant. He got three women pregnant. And he can't keep his meat in his pants. <laughs> you can't help yourself, can you? No, I can't. I love that ringtone. I love that tone so much. I love it. I love it. It's just, it's so great because this this whole story is just hilarious to me. Absolutely hilarious. Because I saw that, I, I saw that report. For those of you who do not know, Zion Williamson, who was the number one overall pick in 2019 by the New Orleans Pelicans. The most overhyped prospect in the NBA since LeBron James in 2003. Not even close. And... Mm-hmm. Injuries, him being Charles Barkley's son, that's just mean. That was just mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was mean. Jack is Jack is disappointed in me. <laughs> I'm very disappointed in you. You would have made that joke too. Maybe I would have, I don't know. See, don't bullshit me. <laughs> it's still mean, you're the one that said it. I mean, I can't say shit, man. I'm 260. I can't say crap. Right? Fair enough. Yeah, I can't say shit, but I, I can still joke about it. But he got... I, he slept with, like, three women. I think got all three of them pregnant. Ironically, two of them were porn stars. Correct me on that, please. I'm not sure how much further I want to go into this discussion. Um, it's just hilarious to me. Jack is clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one that I'll, that'll tickle your fancy. Okay. Was the Titanic an inside job? Are we? Are we? So what are we? What are we delving into conspiracy theory? Hell yeah! <laughs> is that what this is? <laughs> to close out the show, the Stanley Cup final was rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Florida was clearly outmatched, <laughs> just clearly outmatched. They did get some pretty uh, questionable calls there, but uh, 
All right, fine. Let's make this easier. Top five Sonic games, in your opinion, go. Oh, boy. Top five, wow. Top um, five. That's, yeah, that's going to be a controversial list. But you know what? This franchise knows nothing but controversy, so... Um, Unleashed has been my number one for a while. Really? Really. It's it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty fun game. I think it, you know it was the first one that introduced like the boost gameplay. That was so that fun. So like now it's I think it, I think it's like because a lot of games have had that kind of gameplay mechanic for God knows how long. So that was uh you know it's it's a pretty big deal. Um, I don't know. I just I think I like the story. I like the way a lot of it was fleshed out. Could do without a couple things, but I, I, I like it's obviously not a perfect game. But I think. It, it's been the best for a while. Um, number two is Frontiers. I, again, it is that good. Um, number th- I don't know. I've never really thought about my top five. I'm not sure what my number three would be. Really? Like, Interesting. I don't know. I know. I know. Um, I will say I didn't hate Sonic Forces. I know that game got a lot of shit. Oh, it got so, so much shit. Rightfully so, but I didn't hate it completely. I still think that there are parts of it that are pretty good. But you know, yeah, there, there are uh, a, lot, a lot, a lot of writing mistakes. A lot of, uh, and that's just been like the thing for a lot of the recent installments, which is why I think Frontiers is such a good game because it fixes a lot of those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, people care about these characters and the stories and stuff, and it's like if they get when if they get screwed up or just written incorrectly, and like they're um, I don't know, it's it's just they get that's a pretty big reason why I think the, the franchise has struggled too, because it's built around these stories, and it's like if they're not going to be good, if they're going to back up on a lot of character development, then like why bother? Oh yeah, good point. Um, for something that's in your wheelhouse, you're really trying to think about this. I am. I am. You're really not, digging deep I down the rabbit hole. Say, I'm not really like I. I should be like I. I'm gonna get slandered for saying this. I'm more of like a fan of the modern games than I am the classic games. And I know the classic games are probably like people are thinking like, why isn't he immediately going to like Sonic Three Knuckles? I I just never have been like that big of like big into the classic games. As no, I think you're right. You, you're on to something here. And I do think a lot of them were pretty good. Yeah. I was never very good at them, but, you know. No shit. Um, I'm going to go with Sonic 3 and Knuckles for number three. Okay. Number four is going to be Generations. I think Generations could add a better story, but it was it was the anniversary game, and they wanted to add like a lot of uh, you know the the classic elements to the franchise and sort of like blend both the modern and classic stuff. So I think Generations is up there. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Sonic the Hedgehog two for Actually, fun game. No. I'm not gonna go with Sonic. 2. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Adventure. The OG Sonic Adventure. Okay. That's my top five. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2 for one. Sonic Unleashed. 
for, for two. Um, Secret Rings for three. Oh, Secret Rings is three for you. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have beef, my guy. <laughs> well, <sighs> so much beef. Actually, I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just going to fuck with you with that one. Sonic Adventure 1 is number three. Okay. Sonic right. Heroes, number number four. Um, Simply because I will constantly play as Team Dark and I will play on super hard mode and it was just so easy. I was really addicted to that game at one point. That's me with uh, what's the racing game they have? Team Sonic. I actually play that a lot nowadays. Sonic Riders. Team Sonic Racing. Um, uh, Team Sonic. Oh, really? Okay. Part for the franchise. Anyway. All right, and uh, I think it's a pretty good game. And I, it's like I play on the hardest difficulty all the time, and I still shit on all the AI. So, <laughs> kind of a downside, but it's still fun to play. Yeah, it's still fun to play. Let's see what else I got here. Um. I fucking love Sonic Adventure 2. I will fight you on this. I don't hate it. I love it. I will also play Pumpkin Hill on repeat. <laughs> I will play that song on repeat. And you know what? I have a I have a, a hot take for you. Okay. I love Sonic Rush. Okay. I loved that one. That's my five. That's five. All right. I love Sonic Rush. I won't argue with you on that. I've never really had a chance to try it that much. Black Knight was fun too. Black Knight was, was fun. Yeah, Black Knight was so Black much fun. Knight. When I was little, I, I there was not a whole lot of things more satisfying than swinging that sword. Oh, that was uh, that was a fun time. Oh yeah. I never played Secret Rings. I played it a few times, but I, I don't own it. I played it once and I couldn't control it for shit and I hated everything about it. <laughs> I love Z- Sonic Riders Zero Gravity is still one of my favorite racing games I've ever played. I don't know how much of that I've played. It's so I much fun to play Sonic Riders before I forget. I completely forget which game it was. Uh, P- the PS2 version of, of Zero Gravity is so much fun. It's so much fun. What else do I got here? Oh, that's that's it for the bullshit department. I guess nothing about the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA title. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I mentioned in our failed recording that uh, I wasn't too. I, maybe it was this one. I don't know. I wasn't too like. You know, I'm still pissed about it. Don't get me wrong. I hate Jokic, but you know. This is salty Laker fan Jack talking. By the way, it is what it is. I guess. Like I, I can't really like be as upset because like while I am pissed that the Lakers got swept I'm gonna go with the generic like they weren't even supposed to be there because they really weren't like they started the year in like 10th 11th the the lake the Lakers were bad 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 to start the season here's a great question for you the conference final and beat the Warriors on the way out it's like all right that was good which team which would have been more insufferable of a fan base uh, if the Heat won the title or Vegas winning? Easily Vegas. Really? That's the thing I haven't mentioned in all my all my discussion here with like between with like the Golden Knights winning and everything is like they their fan base has just been insufferable to <laughs> win. 
to the core. Because they have known nothing but success. They don't know anything about failure because they've never had to experience anything like that in the past. They've been, again, I'm going to say it. They've been spoon fed success since year one. And because of that, it has just turned their fan base into a nightmare. Fan. Like, that's what I've said on Twitter and to other people, like, whenever I talk about it. Like, you think I'm being a dick about it now? You think I'm being annoying about it now? Wait until you hear from their fans about this. Good point. Because you're going to hear about their fans from this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Uh, they're bet fans. Uh, they're saying, yeah, I'm done. I'll be at opening day 2024. This team doesn't deserve any attention or money. This is an embarrassing, pathetic brand of baseball. This is the worst Mets team of my lifetime. Worse than 98, 01, 07, 08. The rebuild from 2002 to 05. 9 to 14. The letdowns of 17 to 21. Jesus. Man. Jesus, Met fans are so pissed. That stolen home base is probably what did it for them. Wow. I can't believe that happened. I really can't believe it. That's the first time since 2016 that the Yankees have stolen home base. (laughs) It's just funny to me. It is funny. That's hysterical to me. That'll do it, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 181 of Time to BS with Standard Spoon. Jack is... As per usual, delightful to have you on, my friend. It was fun. I I, got, I like that we talked Sonic. I think we need to do that a little bit more. You know, change, it's, change it's the scenery. You know, what I'm saying it's fun, it's fun to have people to talk about that uh, franchise with because uh, it is very good, and I enjoy the, all the multimedia. I'm looking forward to Sonic Three coming out in 2024. We still haven't found the computer room yet. We will go back to finding it now. We will go back to finding the computer room. By the way, the Black Arms was a fucking awesome alien race. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. They were pretty badass. They were so fucking cool when they were there. Creepy, but badass. It's like not as cool as the Covenant from Halo, but I digress. It's up there, though. It's up there. It's up there, honestly. (laughs) Anyway, that'll do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. And I will see you all in this live for the next one. Have a good one, guys. Bye.